Hi church, I hope that you're all well. As we approach nearly a year of living with COVID, I'm sure you'll all agree that none of us would ever have imagined finding ourselves in this situation. For nearly a year, we've complied with lockdowns and restrictions and things like wearing face masks, carrying hand sanitizer, working from home, regular government briefings have all become the norm. I'm certain that for a lot of us, we've also become accustomed to church over Zoom and sermons over podcasts. In the midst of all this change and uncertainty, I firmly believe that we've all been called for such a time as this and the COVID-19 pandemic is part of God's perfect plan for each of our lives. I wanted to give this podcast the title For Such a Time as This and I'm sure you're all familiar with this well-known verse in Esther. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. But Esther won't be my focus for this message. In fact, I want us to focus on Paul. Over the last month, I've been studying the book of Acts, and not only have I loved rereading about the establishment of the early church, I've been amazed by the tenacity, resilience and courage that Paul displayed. Paul was always ready to give an account of God's goodness and he never shrank back from telling people what they needed to hear, both publicly and in their homes. I want to share a brief overview of the situation Paul found himself in whilst teaching about Jesus Christ. And bear with me because a lot happened within the six chapters that I want to cover. In Acts 21, we can read about how the local believers prophesied through the Holy Spirit that Paul should not go on to Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit was most likely communicating to the disciples the harm that awaited Paul in Jerusalem and they therefore tried to stop him from going. But Jerusalem and going via Jerusalem to Rome was very much in God's will. In verse 13 of Acts 21, Paul actually declares that he was ready to not only be jailed in Jerusalem, but was also prepared to die for the sake of Jesus Christ. And the disciples consequently acknowledged that it was in God's will for Paul to go. Once Paul arrived to preach to both the Jews and the Gentiles, he was arrested and dragged out of the temple and crowds grew violent and demanded him to be killed. Once brought before the high council, Paul declared he was on trial for his hope in the resurrection of Jesus and this greatly divided the Pharisees and Sadducees within the council and the crowd became more violent and the commander actually feared that they would tear Paul apart. Paul was then rescued by soldiers, taken to a fortress and that night the Lord appeared to him and said, Be encouraged, just as you have been a witness to me here in Jerusalem, you must preach the good news in Rome as well. A plan to kill Paul was then uncovered and Paul was sent to Caesarea and was presented before Governor Felix who ordered that Paul presented his case against his accusers. Five days later Ananias the high priest arrived with some of the Jewish elders to present their case against Paul to the governor. Paul declared that he was a follower of Christ And Felix adjourned the hearing, stating that he wanted to wait until the garrison commander arrived before hearing the case again. 
A few days later, Felix returned with his wife, Drusilla, and sending for Paul, they listened as he told them about faith in Jesus Christ. Felix then became frightened as he heard about the coming day of judgment and sent Paul away again, stating he would call for Paul again when he was ready. This went on for two years. Two years of back and forth between Paul and Felix, who was then succeeded by Festus. Festus then ordered that Paul be brought in, and when he arrived, many Jewish leaders continued to make accusations that they simply couldn't prove. Again, Paul declared he was not guilty of any crime against the Jewish laws, but was a follower of Jesus Christ. Festus, wanting to then please the Jews, asked Paul if he was willing to return to Jerusalem to stand trial there, but Paul refused and appealed to Caesar. A few days later, King Agrippa arrived and during his stay, Festus discussed Paul's case with him. King Agrippa then decided that he would like to hear from Paul himself. Paul was then presented with an amazing opportunity to share his testimony with the king. Paul proclaimed that he was on trial because of his hope in the fulfilment of God's promises. He shared his story about his role in the persecution of believers, his conversion on the Damascus Road, his journey preaching the good news. In verse 22 of chapter 26, Paul says, But God has protected me right up until this present time, so I can testify to everyone, from the least to the greatest. And in verse 29, Paul prays that both King Agrippa and everyone else who was present would know God for themselves. Then the king agreed that Paul had done nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. You can read that account in more detail from Acts 21 to 26. What amazes me about this passage is Paul's perseverance and determination to not only prove himself innocent of the accusations against him, but to also preach the good news to those at all levels of society. However, what I love most about this whole account in Acts is found in verse 32, when King Agrippa says to Festus, Paul could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. Paul could have been set free. He could have walked away with no fear of being harmed. He could have returned to the disciples. He could have carried on travelling and preaching the word of God. But instead, he consciously chose to appeal to Caesar and extend this whole scenario that he found himself in. You know, just reflecting on this situation, I think me personally, I would have definitely took the easy route and left as soon as I had the first opportunity. Paul could have been set free. And you know, once that appeal had been made, it could not be retracted. You know, some people might see that as a bad thing. Was Paul trusting in the power of the Roman legal system rather than in the power of God? However, it's in this situation we see the fulfilment of God's plan through all these events. Because of his appeal to Caesar, Paul was presented with the opportunity to preach to the Roman Empire the same way he had preached to Felix, Festus and King Agrippa. All this fulfilled God's promise that Paul would bear his name before kings. God declared Paul as his chosen instrument to take the good news to the Gentiles 
and also the kings in Acts 9 verse 15. The appeal to Caesar and his subsequent journey to Rome was the fulfilment of the Holy Spirit's purpose that Paul should continue to Rome and continue preaching the good news. Before King Agrippa, Paul was stood before the man whose great-grandfather had tried to kill Jesus as a baby. This man's grandfather had John the Baptist beheaded and his own father had martyred the first apostle, James. Paul, knowing that Agrippa's family history was likely to make him very hostile anyway, was still prepared to give an account for the hope that he had. Paul was very happy to speak before Agrippa. He knew the evidence of his case would be examined closely by the high officials, but he also knew he was able to preach the gospel to kings and rulers. Paul was destined for such a time as this. Paul trusted in God's perfect plan in those years of oppression whilst preaching the gospel. Paul trusted in God's perfect plan in those two years of toing and froing with Felix. And Paul trusted in God's perfect plan in that encounter with King Agrippa. His journey prior to this had prepared him for this moment and he was able to testify of God's power and mercy over his life. 1 Peter 3 verse 15 says, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to make a defence to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that's in you, but with gentleness and respect. This pandemic that we found ourselves in should be increasing within the church resilience, compassion, determination, hope, faithfulness. And we should be prepared to give an account for the hope that has carried us through this season. It may be that God is using these current times to develop an amazing testimony in you. So my question is, who's going to hear it? Who is God preparing you for? There are people in our lives who need to hear about Jesus. And we need to be constantly looking out for the opportunities that arise for us to present our case to them. We all know that there are people who will, have, will come out of this pandemic worse than before. People who may have lost loved ones, who may have lost their job, who are confused, fearful, lonely, depressed, searching for answers. Paul knew the answer and I'm thankful that I do and so many of us at Bethel do too. There are people in our lives who desperately need a move from God in their circumstances. I'm certain that we have all been called for such a time as this and I pray that we have the courage to proclaim God's love whenever the opportunity presents itself. Returning to that verse in Esther, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. Who knows if perhaps you were made for such a time as this. Don't be quiet at a time like this. Don't wait for someone else to tell the ones you love about Jesus. You know, God places us in various spheres and positions that we may use for his cause, for the spread of the gospel. Esther was poor. She didn't have parents, yet God had great plans for her in the same way he also had great plans for Paul. For God, our origin doesn't matter. He can use us all in mighty ways. I pray that as a church we can step up in times such as these and transform the community around us and also our families. 
God has placed people in our lives. You know, they may not always be kings or rulers or people of influence, but they all need to hear the good news. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 8. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name and make known his deeds among the people. Psalm 107 verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I pray that we wouldn't be a quiet church, but we would actively seek the lost and that within our own lives, we would trust in God's perfect plan and always be prepared to give an account for our hope whenever the opportunity presents itself. Be challenged and be blessed.